Hello and welcome to Everyday Wholeness with Lori Fletcher. I so hope to come to you with encouragement and with joy and with hope, which I've learned are things that are not tied to our circumstances, but instead in the messages and person of Jesus. I hope here to tackle relevant topics of today and provide you with practical ways of feeling like you are living in a place of peace and wholeness every day. Good morning, Lori Fletcher here. And this week's podcast, I believe uh, we are on episode four. And this week's podcast comes from a parenting perspective. Uh, If you're not familiar with me, uh, I have four children and two of them are school age and we are homeschooling them. So it's important to us that we homeschool them as we are trying to as uh, Dennis Prager would say, raise good humans. And so we're instilling in them values that we feel like are going to be important for their success later in life, but more so values that we feel like are going to make whatever atmosphere they touch a better place. And uh, as I was thinking about current events and things that we are teaching them, um, I was asking the Lord, you know, all of the troubling things that are going on in current events and today's uh, political political realm and today's public schools and things that are affecting our children. Um, you know, what's, I mean, what's the one thing that would even make a difference? Because sometimes as an adult, it feels so overwhelming. I'm not even sure what would make a difference. Um, And I felt like I got the word integrity. So I'm going to be doing a short teaching this morning on integrity. And I feel like integrity is so important uh, as an influence in today's world um, that I feel like it is a world-changing value. And I'm going to teach on it, not because... I'm the expert on it, not because I feel like I am exempt from needing this teaching because I absolutely need it myself, but because I feel like integrity, if you have a heart to change anything around you, I feel like the value of integrity is going to go a long way. So I'm starting with uh, the parable of the wedding banquet. Uh, Jesus, there was, a there was, there were a couple chapters in Matthew, uh, Matthew 22 in particular is where I'm going to be reading from, but the parable surrounding Matthew 22 is Jesus talking to a group of religious leaders and many of his parables are talking to this group of religious leaders. And most of his parables have the underlying message of you can do all the things. You can be a Pharisee. You can be a religious leader. You can know all the things. You can have all the knowledge. You can have all the education. But the matters of the heart are undeniably unhideable from the Lord. And if your heart 
is not in a pure, integrous place where you love people and you love the Lord. You, you can't hide behind your education. You can't hide behind your accomplishments. You can't hide behind your title. And so the wedding banquet in Matthew 22 was a way that Jesus described this. And I think that that has such a wonderful parable or a wonderful illustration of how important integrity is. Uh, so Jesus is talking in parables and he says, the kingdom is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to tell them all to come, but they refused. Then he sent more servants and said, gather all of those who will come. And to paraphrase, his servants did that. They sent out people to invite to this wedding banquet, much like Jesus invites us to accept him into our heart. And they came. And the one of the verses says, and there were tons of people, good and bad. But there was one man who was not dressed in wedding garments. And that one man was ordered to be dragged out of the courts um, because he wasn't in wedding garment. And at first, actually, it took me a couple days because I, for whatever reason, I don't think I had read this parable before I was seeking the Lord on integrity. And I thought, that's just a really weird story. <laughs> um, but then I I realized that it's, it's the story of integrity. It's that, you know, good or bad, these people were ready for the wedding, you know, and good or bad, we're ready for Jesus. Uh, he, he, he's interested in our heart. And so there was this one man who wasn't ready. There was this one man who wasn't dressed. There was this one man who could not fool the king and he got dragged out. And so it was just such a good illustration and you can read it. You can take from it what you will, but I just feel like that's the definition of integrity. Like there is, there's no denying what's really in our heart when we're just alone with the Lord. And so I'm going to go through some practical, I have four practical personal things for applying integrity to your life. Uh, and unfortunately there's no way like integrity is what I tell my children. Integrity is who you are when nobody's looking and integrity is what you do when nobody's looking. So there's not a whole lot of ways for your integrity to grow other than behind closed doors and when you're alone. And so I'm going to apply, or I'm going to talk about these four practical things, you know, like the whole purpose of everyday wholeness is to take the, the lessons of the kingdom and answer, well, how do I apply that to my real life? So, uh, number one, what does it look like on a personal and practical level to apply or practice integrity in my life? Well, there's going to be a lot of scripture here and I may not read all the scripture, but I'm going to point you to the scripture and you can study this lesson on your own if you would like. But, uh, the first thing is, <laughs> And I'm going to laugh because it, it hits me on a personal level, but we watch 
our speech. We watch what we say, not just to others, not just to people we trust, but even in the privacy of ourselves and of our home. Philippians 2, 12 through 16 talks about your speech and what you say. And so the practical things about this is, and I try to teach my, my children this, um, what you say really matters. Uh, and it matters. It doesn't matter who's around you and it doesn't matter what audience you have. You want to be the same person privately that you are publicly. And what you say out loud has a lot to do with that because if you're watching what you say, there has to be a process in your mind of deciding whether or not you're going to say it. So a good example is if you're, if there's someone you don't like, or there's someone you're having a problem with in your life, instead of privately going to somebody and saying all the horrible things that you wish you could say out loud, not even doing that, but walking through in your brain, those negative things that you want to say out loud and figuring out what to do with those before they come out of your mouth. And that's a very difficult, uh, in, in integrous practice, but I really encourage you to try it. Uh, that goes into my number two. So we have to watch what we say, but like I said, to watch what you say, you're going to have to pay attention to what you're thinking and what you're feeling, which is number two. We want to invite God into the innermost parts of those thoughts and those feelings, especially if they're negative, especially if they're uh, contentious or if they're offense or if they're coming out of offense with somebody else. We want to invite him into those thoughts. Uh, and your verse here is going to be Romans 12 and 2 which talks about renewal of the mind. So integrity goes even that deep. It goes as deep as your thoughts and your feelings. So I know for me, I, I've definitely had situations where I was not having integrous thoughts about somebody in my life that, um, it was just very, it was a very challenging time for me. Uh, sometimes it still is, but when I, the, the practical part is when you begin to have those thoughts about somebody that you have an offense with or those feelings, it really helps to invite the Lord in to claim his word of mind renewal over your mind, ask him to renew your mind. And then the practical part that can help you is you can actually write down the thought that you're thinking and then ask the Lord to replace it with something that is true and something that is wholesome and something that is pure. And he can replace that thought for you. And that's number two, inviting the Lord into your thoughts and into your feelings before you even say them, which is number one. Number three is very important to integrity. It It's going to sound like it isn't, but I feel like it is. And that's breaking up with or getting rid of victim mentality in us. And in there, I'm going to give you Psalms 100, verse 4, which talks about coming into his gates with thanksgiving. So the number one thing that you can do, a lot of our negative talk, thoughts, actions come from 
of victim mentality come from a reaction of something has been done to me, I'm angry, I'm going to lash out. And getting rid of that victim mentality will diffuse a lot of that right off the bat. And the way that we get rid of a victim mentality is thankfulness. So Psalm 100 verse 4 talks about coming into the Lord's gates with thanksgiving. So a lot of times to squelch the thoughts and the feelings that are negative that you're having, thankfulness will turn it around. And that might sound like Pollyanna, but <laughs> I I dare you to try it and see what happens. Um, the other verse I'm going to give you with that is 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18. So have fun with that. Uh, number four. Number four is probably one of my favorites. And I feel like it's almost the foundation of integrity. And that's going to be your private time with the Lord. Our private time with the Lord is so golden for our life and tons of our growth, tons of our prosperity, tons of our dreams, our creativity, our healing, our wholeness. It's all going to come from our relationship, our private relationship with Jesus. And we have to make room for that every day. And I don't know what that looks like for you, but for me, that looks like early morning. For me, that looks like while I'm driving. For me, that looks like even when I'm doing chores and I'm cooking, I'm talking to the Lord and I'm claiming things over our lives that I know he wants for us. My favorite, my favorite encouragement for making room for my time with Jesus is knowing that Jesus did that so much in his ministry. There's so many scriptures. I'm going to give you two, but there's so many more scriptures about all the times that Jesus was away, even from his disciples to spend time in prayer and to spend time with the Lord. And I mean, who's, who's more of an integrous example than Jesus? Um, and I just have to believe it's because of the things that happened between him and the Lord during their private time. So four things to practice growing and building and living in integrity. Watch what you say. And to watch what you say, you have to renew your mind. Invite the Lord into your thoughts, your innermost thoughts and your feelings. Number three, rid yourself of victim mentality. And number four, make room for personal private time with Jesus. And the scriptures on that last one that I'm going to give you are Psalm 84 and 10 and Mark 1 and 35. I so hope that you've written down these scriptures and that you are spurred to a life of integrity, which I feel like is the key to changing the atmosphere around you and in your homes. This has been Lori Fletcher with Everyday Wholeness. Thank you. This has been Lori Fletcher with Everyday Wholeness. Closing out and imparting on you growth, hope, and healing. If you'd like to support this podcast, there's a chance to do so in the app.